Welcome to season two of the Get Set Podcast, an old girls entertainment production. We're so excited to be here and talking about our experiences as three women in the TV and film industry. Today we have a guest who's a dear friend and colleague of ours, Rocio Camacho. Yay! (laughs) Rocio and I met in college. We were in this two semester thesis class together. She's one of the people who I credit who got me through the post graduation blues. We both graduated in the midst of the pandemic and really leaned on each other during that dry time, which it was very dry. Uh Um, And today we're here talking um, to Rocio and hearing about her story from school to becoming a sound utility and everything in between. So, hey, Rocio. Hello. Hi. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I guess let's start from the beginning, which I think is school, right? Or like, why did you... I don't know. How did you get into the film industry, like in general, like thinking mm-hmm. about going as a cinema major? Cinema. I think it all started like in middle school, actually. Wow, that long. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't know why. Like, I've always been intrigued. Like, growing up, like my mom would always put like Jackie Chan movies, James Bond movies, and like all these other types of movies. And I always wondered, like, how do they do that? How do they do that? How do they make that look like that? And then when I got into middle school, I remember I was like, I want to go to NYU, but I wanted to get into acting first. Mm, interesting. <laughs> Sounds yeah. very familiar. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to do acting first. And I remember when I was like in seventh grade, I was like, that's what I want to do. I want to get into acting. I want to act. And NYU was the goal for me. But then I don't know, like when I went into high school, just the idea of thinking of joining the drama like classes it like got me really nervous. And so I was like, you know what, maybe I'll, I'll put it off. Yeah. And then I just never ended up doing acting because I was really nervous and I was scared. And like, I was like, oh, I'm not going to be good at this. I don't know why I thought that. I was like, I should just gave it a go. Uh, but I don't know. I feel like now I think I did the right choice of going behind the camera because mm-hmm. uh, I'm like, knowing me, I get very nervous. So I'm like, <laughs> I don't think I can deal with the nerves that come with being in front of the camera yeah with the performing aspect yeah and yeah and then when I went into high school it actually switched I was like no more film I'm gonna go into STEM and that's when I did computer science in college I joined as a computer science major oh my gosh (laughs) yeah (laughs) well Hannah wanted to go into the sciences too right yeah yeah that's no. crazy yeah yeah we just have that. really smart people <laughs> but again like computer sciences like you need computer sciences for sound engineering mm-hmm. and for just making spreadsheets and all this kind of techie yeah. stuff so yeah okay makes sense then what happened um then i did computer science my freshman year but then even though i was still like i was like oh my goal is to work for twitter or google and become software engineers or like something were you area. at um san francisco state during that yeah yeah okay cool yeah that's why i chose san francisco state because all the stem right. and, and companies and were up there and i remember during um midway of the first semester of freshman year i remember i still kept thinking i was like but i really want to do film though mm. like there's something still in the back mm-hmm. of my head that i like even started like looking up the film major and seeing could it be possible that i could double major in both computer science and film and that's what i did I was double majoring in both computer science and film, but then towards my junior year, I literally only had one semester of computer science left, one semester. But then I was just like, you know what? This is not for me. And that's when I made the decision to get rid of my computer science major and just stick with film. Damn. Wow. <laughs> that's brave. And yeah. Because I was like, you know what? Like computer science, like, I didn't find it fun anymore. It started out as like something really fun and like I was really looking into like working in, but then I was like, no, film is what I, from doing already both double majors. Yeah. Film is what I paid more attention to, what I focus more on, what I actually like to spend your time. Yeah, on. that's where I would prefer to do more than the computer science projects and writing code and all that stuff. And I'm like, no, this isn't, this isn't for me. And so I just focused in directing and screenwriting Mm -hmm. and then senior year of when we were in the thesis class actually that's when I realized that I'm like you know what I think directing and screenwriting I like doing but I think I enjoy doing sound more especially um taking the sound um class that I took uh with Pat Jackson 
and like working on this project that she had us do where there was no imagery. We just had to create something based on sound. Mm. And I had fun doing it. And I remember like I did another project in the editing class that I took and we had to do everything from color grading, editing, doing sound. And I remember like the professor, he was like, out of all the projects that I've seen so far, yours has the best sound design. Mm -hmm. Like I, you added more things that many of the other students didn't add. And I think that kind of also boosted my confidence more in doing sound. It's really funny too, because I, I remember always hearing during film, like film lectures or I don't know, like film classes was, you know, don't forget about sound because like, that's really what elevates a project. Like you can tell whenever it's like a student project or like not a professional project based on like how the sound mm-hmm. is, you know, because if the yeah. sound is like shit, like you can tell, like you're like, yeah. oh, well. That pulls you right out of it. Yeah, for it sure. totally does. Which is like, I don't know. I feel like too, like so many people concentrate on on the image because that's like so what so much what it is based. But it is like two. It's mm-hmm. two mediums. Like you have the the sound and the image matching mm-hmm. up together. That really like like I said elevates it. So yeah. yeah, it's. I know. It's like I feel like it was like long, but I was like it was a long journey, I guess, to go from computer science to finally. But you picked up so many skills in the process. Like Mm -hmm. you said, you took directing and editing and um, writing classes and everything, which really gives you that full focused vision so that you can be super dynamic with the sound design that you choose. Well, and then sound Mm -hmm. too is so technical. Yeah. Like, and so being able to be comfortable with like computers and machines and like all, you know, all the techie stuff, Mm -hmm. like it makes sense. Like, yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't until there when I actually took an acting class. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> How was it when you finally yeah. took it? How um, was it? It was fun. I was like, why did I not do this in high school? Yeah. Mm. But yeah, but I did kind of see more like the perspective of like the actor where it's like, oh, yeah, like sometimes like the when the director gives you direction, like sometimes I found myself like, oh, it's kind of hard to like interpret that mm-hmm. and do it on the spot. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, props to the actors, because <laughs> I was like, I struggled in some of the directions that I was given. But yeah, I mean, it was fun. But yeah, I think I did the right call with doing sound because I really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Like just like the idea of like, even if you don't have an image, but if you just have the sound, your own mind visualizes like a little movie yeah. in your head. And I think that's what I like about it. You can and still like, tell a full story with yeah, just sound. And like, and every person we'll see something in their mind different based on the sound. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think that for me is like really cool. Yeah, that is super cool. Oh, I love it. <laughs> You're like, this is why I love it. <laughs> um, yeah, so let's talk about now, like, so we had our, you know, our one, our class, our senior thesis class, and then we graduated. Mm-hmm. Um, and we graduated in the thick of it, like, oh, yeah. you know, spring 2020. I mean, I know, I think I've like kind of like talked about it that, um, before that, you know, we, you and I, and then our friend Cameron would all meet up on zoom, I think like once or twice a week or something like that, or, or once or every other, or once a week or every other week. I think it started out like an every week. Yeah. And then like, we started meeting like every other week. Yeah. And then that's where we met Monique, where we all got together mm-hmm. with the other group as well. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's right. how Rocio and I first worked together is you, I think you directed me first in the, in the scenes that we were doing. What scene did yeah. you guys have? Oh. Best for, it was the best for, um, it was best friends was from, oh yeah, that one like roommates or something. No, what was it called? They're in high school. The Olivia Wilde one, right? Movie? Oh, book smart. book smart. Yes, book smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I literally <laughs> loved that scene, dude. I was yeah. like, where, I yeah, I don't I remember. Such a movie I just, before. And you know what's funny? I don't even know if I had already watched the movie then or not, but I just like kind of saw that. Like, I just started pay, like, okay, what can I choose? And then I saw that one and I liked it. And I remember mm-hmm. it was Monique and it was Anna Annalisa. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Very it was cool. Too. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, it's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I about that. Yeah. So we, I yeah, during the pandemic. Rocio was like right there during all of that. Yeah. So if you haven't listened to our other podcast episodes, please go back and do so. Yeah. But during the pandemic, um, one of our mutual friends, Charlotte Williams Roberts, amazing human being, um, she brought me on to meet Jessica and you guys because 
directors, you know, got actors together and we were workshopping scenes um, yeah. every week while the pandemic was going on to keep our skills sharp. So just a little background. Yeah. Yeah. There. Um, yeah. Like I brought in the directors and then Charlotte brought in all the actors and yep. we just like paired up and like just had fun with it. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, like Rocio and I would meet and with Cameron and we would, one, we were always like trying to write something, which I think that's whenever I wrote chapters. And then I also was working on Rivers and Crows. Mm -hmm. Um, and then you had on, you had a pilot as well, right? Have you? Yeah. I remember I was writing a Pilot. No, no I wrote a, a feature, feature first. Yeah, yeah, I wrote a feature first. Wow. And I was like, I've never done any, like, the longest, I think, form of writing that I did was the thesis. Because mm -hmm. it was like seven minutes or something like that. Yeah. So it was only That's like seven longest. pages. I I, yeah, so it was only seven pages. And then for the feature, I was like, you know what? Because I think both you and Cameron were doing pilots right yeah and then i was like i'm gonna do a feature let's see if i can she do this whipped it out like every time we would meet she'd be like oh i wrote another 30 pages and we're like what the heck? yeah i don't know it's just like I was, it's like you just get so into it that yeah. like you just keep writing but then when they, um when we all finished like our first projects i remember we were starting our a second one mm-hmm and I remember Cameron had an idea and then you also were like, oh, I started writing something. And I remember I was like, oh, I'll write a TV pilot this time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then when it came to the TV pilot, I wrote, I think it's like, it's still the same mm -hmm. what I last showed you. I like, I, I still haven't even gone back. I got mm -hmm. stuck. Yeah. Like I was that like, happens, I, I don't projects. know where to continue from this. Mm -hmm. But I remember when I told yeah. the idea, you guys like, oh, that's so cool. And then I, it's like, I just didn't know what else to write. I was like, I don't know what else to where to go from here. Yeah, but that's okay. Cause I think also we were writing, but then things were starting to open up. And another thing that we did, mm -hmm. which I was like so thankful for, was we both um like basically contacted each other with like we were checking in to see like, okay, what are you doing for your to like try and get jobs? And I know like I know I got a job from a Facebook group and then Oh, and then you invited me to one of the alumni speaking. Oh, the DK event. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because you were in DK, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I wasn't. And you invited me to that, which we met Jody, uh, Jordy Rader. Yeah. And she got me on um, Mythic Quest, Mythic right? Mythic Quest. Yeah, exactly. And that was like my first professional job. Um, and then what was your first PA job? Um, my first one was a Home Depot commercial. Nice. So I was like... <laughs> I was like, oh, cool. Like, I remember, and it's funny because it happened right on my birthday. Nice. You're like, happy birthday. Yeah. Welcome to the industry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I worked for like four days in a row. And I remember like, I was like, wow, this is heavy it's intense. work. It's intense because commercial and, you know, union, totally different. Right. And I, I didn't know that. I remember like the, after the first day, I felt like I had like bricks on me that were just like. What's the fall. difference is that it's so fast moving because you only have a short amount of time. Is that the I mean, you thing? do a lot you more labor. More. Yeah, mm. it's a lot more labor. Um, yeah, for sure. I remember like um, we didn't even have a crafty. Yeah. There's no crafty person or department. It was mainly like us. And then, like, there was one crafty person, but we would have to help her set up everything, mm -hmm. bring the tents, bring tables. We had, like, the video village. We had to set all that up. Yeah. And you do bring, runs and Yeah, stuff. do runs and, like, carry a lot of stuff that usually PAs wouldn't really carry, like, on Union. Like, mm -hmm. I remember, what was it? Like, the COVID department. Like, we had it, only two people for COVID, but we also still had to help them. Mm, you were kind of just doing everything yeah. on a commercial shoot mm -hmm. because it's like all hands on deck. Well, because it's like usually also, I mean, it's just a few days, right? So yeah, it was like four them. days. Yeah, yeah, so it's like and that seems long to me I don't for know. for a commercial. Yeah, 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 four days. Um, that seems like a lot. Yeah, so it just is like I think that they like they don't have I don't know they don't need all the departments all the time. So mm -hmm. I think that they are able to like hire like less from you know, different, I don't know, different Various departments. And, yeah. pitch in. and then just have the PAs pitch in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because so. I remember, I I think I even told you this because right after, that's when I saw you again because we were both on 911 Lone Star. Yeah. Because right after that, I got hired to work for a day and then Jess was there. Mm -hmm. And I remember I told her, I was like texting her, I think, because I was like, well, I got a, a job on a, a TV show and you're just like, oh, cool, which one? And then when I told I was like, oh, I'm on that one. I'll yeah. be there that day. I was <laughs> how like, did you, oh. Nice. How did you get that job? I think I emailed mm -hmm. the AD. 
and you I cold was, emailed yeah I yeah. was just like hi my name is uh Rocio and I'm a PA in Los Angeles and you know I, I think I I don't remember specifically what I said but I had short like and sweet short and sweet and I had like this little paragraph that I just like oh yeah. and then I attached my resume and he didn't get back to me it was actually another AD that worked with him on the show too. He's like, hey, my name is so-and-so and this person gave me your info okay. and said that you might be available to help us out. And then like, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm available that day. And then, yeah, then I had to just go to Fox Studios and COVID test. And then two days later I was on set and then I saw Jess and I was like, Jess. Yeah, <laughs> shout out so to nice. the cold emails. <laughs> yeah, Short like, and sweet professional well, cold emails. And that was the one thing that we were like, because we were talking to each other so often, it was we like, well, how did, did you get this job? Oh, well, you did this? Okay, well, let me try that. And then, like, vice yeah. versa. And, like, yeah, it was great. It was so mm-hmm. nice to like, have someone to, like, bounce ideas back yeah. back and forth. Um, okay, so you did that. I know you also did some background work as mm-hmm. well. Were there other jobs that you did? You also – did you do CCO as well, like COVID or no? I did. I did only one job mm-hmm. as, like, a COVID PA and then – a CCO is COVID compliance officer, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Yeah. Just yeah. in case yeah. people are unaware. <laughs> yeah, which, yeah. I mean, I don't know what it is now if we even are going to have one anymore. I don't, I don't even know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I remember I did a COVID PA gig. Um, that was like the first time I was staffed on a show was for um, a CBS show called Players. Mm-hmm. And... I remember I was uh, staffed as a COVID PA for that show. And then actually that show where I was a COVID PA is where the sound started. Like okay. the, the information for the sound trainee program. Very cool. So what? So that's, I think, another thing. Like when you get staffed on, you can like talk with people. Like you mm-hmm. actually like get to know these thing. people versus yeah. like kind of just being like, wait, where do I go? What do I do? You know, yeah. like you actually become a little bit, you like become part of the crew, right? Like you're yeah. officially part of the crew and you're able to like chit chat and like know the faces and know the names and have some time. So what did yeah. that look like? How did you start like, you know, gleaning that information? Of like, yeah. Yeah. How okay. did you, yeah. Cause that's when, did you meet someone on there? Right. And they were telling yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Cause well, I guess technically where it all kind of started was actually on 911 Lone Star. Mm. I met, um, I was looking at the sound team. So every time when I was like day playing, you were like, like I, I was knew always, what I was, I was like, doing. where's the sound team? Yeah. yeah. I was like, where's the sound team? Where's the sound team? And then I would see, I was like, okay, there's a boom up. Where's he going? And I would follow him to see mm-hmm. where the sound mixer was, who other sound like team members were. And then I remember on 911 Lone Star, I saw a girl with them. And I was like, oh, like I've what? never seen a girl a in the sound team. Like <laughs> yeah. it's every time it's always been guys. And I remember yes. I saw her. And I saw her at the utility car getting out stuff, like wires and stuff. And I'm looking at her and I was like, should I go up to her and talk to her? I was like, I'm going to do it. And so mm-hmm. I went up to her I'm like, hi. And she's like, oh, hi. And then like I introduced myself and she also introduced herself to me. And I asked her, I was like, oh, are you, you're the sound utility? And she's like, oh, yeah, I'm the sound utility. And then I like told her what I did. And like, I was like, oh, yeah, like I'm a day player. Like I've been day playing here a few days. And I started asking her questions about the equipment and then I told her like, oh, cool. Like that's actually what I want to do. I want to do what you do. And when I told her that she got very happy, she's like, you want to do this? She's, I was like, yeah. She's like, oh my gosh, that's so great. Like we need more women in in sound. And I was like, yeah, like this is what I want to do. And then she immediately started uh, literally pulling out stuff and showing me. Like right there and then. So cool. I literally have chills. <laughs> I, uh, like uh, we just, women want to help women and we're, we are like bringing each other up together. And like, this is what it's all about. This is why we do this podcast. This is like for, you know, for women, like that, for people, for human beings like that, yeah. we're just willing mm-hmm. to work with other people and bring them up. Well, I also think too, like, especially sound utilities, like women as sound utilities is like, I don't know, something that people definitely want because you're wiring like actors and actresses like you're putting like and intimate hands clothing and into stuff. Yeah. clothing and intimate co- clothing sometimes it's a really short skirt sometimes it's whatever mm-hmm. so definitely i don't know like the comfortability of it of the actor yeah. is so important yeah. and i also i just think that you know it just makes sense like i don't know you know most people want to I don't know, woman OBGYN versus like, <laughs> oh yeah, I am OBGYN. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like if nothing else, like that, you know, other women understand certain 
there's like an unspoke something that's like ha- can be unspoken. Yeah, it's like versus, oh my bra is not going to work that way. So yeah, it's like yeah. it has to be this way. It's like yeah. okay, then we got to figure this out. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no, I can't just remove that strap and have it stay up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, that's so cool. So then, what what happened next with the sound situation? Um, so with her, she started telling me like all the equipment, and then uh, one of the boom ops came by. And she tells him, like, oh, like, have you met Rocio? Like, she wants to get into sound. Then he introduces himself to me as well. And I was like, oh, hi. He's like, oh, hi. And then that's when he he was the one that brought up the sound training program. Mm. And he said, oh, have you told her about the union's training program? You should tell her about it. And then he left because he had to go to set. And then I was like, oh, the training program? And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's She's like, I don't know much information about it. But, yeah, like, our local has a sound training program and she told me she's like i'm sorry i can't give you more information because i don't really know about it but if you search up our union their phone number is on the website you should call them or email them and ask more information about it but we do have a training program that helps um that if you get in they'll like help you get on sets and already start getting like hands-on training on sound and so she's the one that mentioned it first that's so cool so then so you were doing that, and then I know that there was there a moment, right? Did you like right away be like go home, research, and apply, or uh, I didn't right there that day? No, but yeah, because I, I remember <laughs> it was an eight-hour day. <laughs> yeah, so I remember like what the day I asked her. I think I still I was working for the remainder of the week on that show because I was mm-hmm. kind of alternating between nine one one Lone Star and nine one one. So I was working on both during those few days, and then. When I wasn't working, like, that's when I searched it up. I think it was probably, like, the week later. I searched up the union, and I was like, oh, okay, this is a union. And I looked at their website, and I'm like, oh, cool. And so I got the the website, but I didn't email anyone. And then it wasn't until I got staffed on players as a COVID PA. That's when I, like, st- like started meeting more people. And so... I remember they would send me to set to like, you know, monitor, make sure actors wore masks and everyone wore masks. And I remember I was like, who's the sound team here? And I remember I was like, oh, they're the sound team. And I don't know how, but I just started like having conversations with all three of them. Mm -hmm. And the sound mixer, he was very nice. And when I told him that I wanted to get into sound, he was also really like, you'd want to get like, oh, that's cool. We Yeah, we definitely need, need more women, especially like, you know, women of color and, you know, that we need more people like that. And yes. he was like, yeah, like um, whenever you want to, like come and ask me questions. I can show you my equipment. Go check out the sound utility, what he's doing. And then um, he introduced me to the sound utility and the boom op. And then like I started talking to them. And that show, I think I was on there for, four months oh wow three or four months and so i basically got to talk to them almost every single day and so i got closer to the sound mixer and the sound utility the boom up yeah but more it was more the sound utility Mm -hmm. and the mixer and i remember like i would when they would put me on set because sometimes they wouldn't put me on set they would have me at base camp but whenever i was on set i would always go (laughs) and talk to them Mm -hmm. and i remember I think like towards like the last month or so, the utility was like, yeah, if you're ever around and you see them bring an actor, come so you can see how I wire. And then the mixer, which sometimes just love it. Tell him like it's funny because he's like, you don't need to know this stuff, but I'm just like letting you know. Yeah. He started explaining to me his all machine, like how it works, the faders, how he organizes everything, like how each actor has their own track mm-hmm. and basically everything in his cart. And then I was like, oh, cool. And then I, I told him, I was like, oh, I met um, someone who told me about the training program. And then he's like, yeah, yeah. And then he's told me, like, yeah, you should apply. And then he was telling me, like, if you apply, like, you know, you'll you'll get on a show. And then after you finish the program, then you'll be a utility. And then, you know, you'll be like him. And then he that's when he told me that the utility on the show came from the training program. And he's like, oh, look amazing. at him. He's like, so look, like, he, it works. Yeah. So he's <laughs> like, look, you can ask him, too. Like, he did the, the sound training program. And then look at him now he's working a lot he gets called for work he's good at his job like you know like that can that could be you Mm -hmm. and I was like oh cool and then it's funny because after we finished that show I started day playing on a few other shows and then literally I think the following year I day played on a show called reasonable doubt and I was only supposed to be there for a week but they ended up uh keeping me there for the remainder of the show because the background PA left 
So they needed someone to fill that spot. And because I just so happened to be there day playing, they were yeah. like, would you be interested in taking over for the remainder of the season? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah. And guess what? That same sound mixer, the, the same boom up from players was on that show. Oh my god! So I got to work with them again, but this time as opposed to COVID PA, I was like a, the PA, like a background so PA. So you could be on set. So I was on set the whole time. And Amazing. so I got to see them. And then that's when I met, he had a different sound utility. He had a girl on that show. So mm-hmm. then I started talking to her and then she actually was the one that started literally help, like allowing me to help her. Oh, when wow. I wasn't busy. Oh, so you got like hands-on experience from there. First, oh my gosh. As a background PA? Yeah. Because <laughs> awesome. she, she was like, Rocio, are you busy? And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. Why? She's like, come, 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 come. And then she would tell me, she's like, do you want to do me a favor? I was like, yeah, what is it? And she's like, can you put the context in the producer's chair in Video Village? And I was like, okay, cool. And she's like, they're all labeled too, so you know which belongs to who. Put out the context. Yeah. And then I'm like, cool. And she's like, okay, thanks. And then like one time we were filming at a house in Encino. Mm -hmm. And I remember we had a ton of extras, but I had additional PAs that could Mm -hmm. help. So I left one of them in charge and because she was like, she's like, come, 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 come. Like, I'm going to show you something. And I was like, okay. And so then I told the other PA, she was also staffed and she was like, my additional, like, she always helped me out whenever I had background. Yeah. And so I told her like, oh, hey, can you like take care of this. I'll be right back. She's like, oh yeah, yeah. I would go. And then like they, one time I remember she did that. And one of the main cast, he was leaving. And then she, she's like, oh, I want you to take off a wire. And I was like, you want me to take off a wire? And I was like, uh, and I was nervous. And I remember the guy, he was really nice. Yeah. And then she like, oh, hey, like, uh, this is Rocio. She's training for sound. She he, she straight up just said that. And I wasn't even in the training program. I was yeah. like, oh, I was like, hi. She's like, oh, hey, how's, what's up? Like the actor was very nice. I was like, yeah. oh, hi. And then she was like, oh, yeah, she's going to take off your wire. I said, oh, yeah, go for it. Go for it. And then I just like took out the pack so from the cool. back. And then I started like. And then he had already like unstuck the uh-huh. mic. So I just was just pulling it under his shirt. Yeah, yeah. And it felt weird because I was like, you know, you're literally in their space. In their space. Yeah. And then it's like, I'm literally going under his shirt, removing right. the wire. But just to get that's used to that. Do, and yeah, that's yeah. That great. But I remember I, I did that and I was like, thanks. And then he's like, oh, thank you. He's like, good luck on your training and see ya. And then he just left. And I was like, thanks. And then I, I looked at the utility and she's like, good job. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, ah. Okay, so you had that experience, which is so cool. I think it's like, I don't know. It just shows you that if you just like ask or talk to people that you want to be. People want to help. People want to help. Yeah, I mean, some people. Some people are annoying. But like the information's out there. People are willing. Most Mm -hmm. people are willing to to help. To help and like If you're a nice person and like show interest, which Mm -hmm. you obviously did. Teach the up up and coming. Yeah. You know, which is so cool. But so you ended up, um, yeah, so you were on that. And then what happened next? Um, During that show on Reasonable Doubt, that's when I, I had already applied to the sound training program. Okay. And I remember I told the sound mixer, um, I was like, oh, I already applied to the program you told me about when we worked on the last show. He's like, oh, great, great, great. What did they say? What did they say? And then I told him like, oh, um, they said that they're not accepting people at the moment right now. But I, I think at that point, I also had already had my interview or like the, it was like a group interview. Mm-hmm. Cause I remember it happened. Like, I think the day after my birthday, it happened where I had to get up early in the morning and it was all on Zoom and it was like so many of us and like the the board members of the training program were there and they were asking us questions. And I remember like the day after I it was a Sunday, so I didn't get to see the mixer until Monday. And then I told him like, Oh, I had my my group interview. He's like, Oh, great, great, great. He's like, Who was there? Who was there? Because he he knew people mm-hmm. that were in the like in the board yeah and he's like oh, okay yeah he's like oh no i don't know who that person is oh, okay cool 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 he's like oh like i'm sure you did great like if like they, they should like get you if they don't they're missing out mm-hmm. and Aww. i was like oh i hope so and i bet you <laughs> were trying to see if there was anyone that he could contact to be like hey this girl's like the real deal <laughs> <laughs> maybe <laughs> but yeah i remember he was like oh cool cool like 
he's like now it's just like to wait but hopefully like they, they do get you in hopefully they do yeah I remember talking to you about it I feel like you said too like there was a moment where they were like yeah they weren't accepting new people mm -hmm. at the time or they weren't bringing in new people like they were accepting applications but like just because yeah. I think they had like a backload from COVID or something or or maybe I'm getting it was that because of uh the pandemic because yeah. I guess not many productions were requesting for trainees mm. so i remember i they wanted applied. to keep their crew small and people on set small yeah mm -hmm. so i remember i applied in october of 2021 okay and then the reasonable doubt show i think that came later mm -hmm. i don't even know if it's 2021 no yeah it was 2021 so then what year did you because um spoiler alert she didn't get into the program yeah <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we're getting there. We're yeah. getting there. <laughs> what year did you get in? Let's see. This is we're in twenty twenty three, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know anymore. <laughs> it was last year, twenty twenty two. Twenty twenty two. Yeah. Wow. So I applied, so applied in twenty twenty one. I applied in October of twenty twenty one. That's when I had submitted the application, yes. but I didn't hear anything back until like November and it was to tell us that they weren't accepting anything at the time but that right. they were thinking of having a meeting in December of 2021 to talk about the future of the program and what that means for us who applied mm -hmm. but they never held that meeting and mm -hmm. so I I would just check up with the uh, the girl who was in charge of the program and coordinating everything. Mm -hmm. I would check in with her every so often and she would tell me like, oh, I'm sorry, we're, we're still not accepting anything, but as soon as we do or if anything new comes up, like we'll let you know. And I remember I applied in October 2021 and it wasn't until April 2022 when mm -hmm. I got called and told congratulations, you got accepted into the soundtrack. In, in April of 2022? Yeah. I bet you That's some people crazy. also fell off that applied because like you followed up. I'm sure some people might not have. Probably so yeah. the fact that you did that, because you said we were talking about this before we recorded, like 30 people applied and six people got in and only yeah. four are working. So like people just weed themselves out for not following up probably. I'm, I mean, I'm sure, but it's just so competitive. Like, yeah, it's just like, so I don't know. Yay. I'm just like, <laughs> happy. I'm just, like so happy. Because the thing is, like, well, and I know that that specific program, too, right? They specifically are, like, they want to bring up women and people of color and everything, mm -hmm. right? Like, they yeah. specifically say, like, this is, like, who we're looking for, which I, I don't know. I don't think that, like, if you're a white guy, you wouldn't be able to apply. But I think mm -hmm. that they, like, you know, specifically look for those minorities. Um, but so, you know, there is those out there who feel like they're, you know, don't have, you know, I don't know, the experience or like the contacts. And if you're a woman and a person of color and are both like freaking apply, you know, mm -hmm. cause that's like what they're trying to yeah. do is like, even if you don't know equity. anybody, it could. Yeah. 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 Cause I know they look for people that have said experience in general. Like it, you don't have to have any sound knowledge mm -hmm. cause that's what you'll be learning right during so it could just be show. at least like if you've been a pa on yeah. something if you a did PA, student films, you've done background as long as oh, you good. understand so background set, counts too. how set works yeah because i remember like before they sent me the link to the application she's like oh hi before i send you the application can i ask you a few questions mm -hmm. and she asked oh, me like five so questions like vetting before you even got the application yeah so she wow. sent me the five questions and then i i filled it out and i remember one of the questions was like do you have set experience and i was like yes great and i that's when so I yeah so even if you yeah if you don't know how to get in as a sound utility or a sound person right off the bat even just being a background actor and getting set up with central casting will get you that onset experience. Yeah, like at just least. having the knowledge of how a set runs is like a pretty good step in. That's, That's great. cool. Yeah. Um, so how moving into the training program, how yeah. did that go? How is that going for you? Um, so right now, because of the strike, like no sound training is working at all. Mm. Uh, but when I got in in April, I remember it wasn't until uh September when I got my first uh tv show as a sound trainee and I remember like I did get interviewed for a few others um I got interviewed for what was it for like a Lucasfilm mm -hmm. tv show and I remember um I didn't get it and then Grand Crew uh that's the one that was my first uh 
sound trainee gig on. I interviewed with them and then immediately the next day they were like, hey, it's yours if you want it. Oh, great. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it took, a, it took a while. Um, so do you shadow a sound utility or how does your training work? It depends on how the utility wants to go about it. Because I know for, for my first, uh, first grand crew, the sound utility when, before we even started the show, I think it was like two weeks before we started the show. He's like, hey, uh, would you be like down to meet me at Location Sound? Location Sound is where mostly everyone gets their sound equipment, sound rentals, and like equipment fixed. Um, do you want to go to Location Sound with me so I can show you some of the equipment that we'll be working on? So that way when you show up to set, you're not like, oh, what is this? And you yeah. have an idea mm -hmm. of what When they say, give work. me a blah, 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 you'll be able to go Yeah. It. Mm -hmm. And so I told him like, oh, yeah, like I'll do it. And then like I'm we went and he explained to me like the equipment. And then I remember because I was starting at the beginning of the show, I went to the sound mixer's house and that's when I met the sound mixer and the boom up. And then we started organizing his equipment and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then the next day we went back again and we loaded it onto our sound truck to be taken to uh, universal because that's where we shot the universal mm -hmm. law. And then the following week, that's when we started. And then he told me, he was like, Oh, I want you to, Grand Crew was at Universal? Yeah. Well, that's, that was season two, huh? Yeah, season two. Okay. Season one, I think, was that the Paramount lot? Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, but Grand Crew, yeah, was uh, shot at the stages at uh, Universal. And I remember, like... That's nice. That's a better lot. <laughs> I liked it. I liked it. Um, but, yeah, I remember, like, the first week, he was, like, oh, like, for these few first days, like, I don't want you to, like, do anything. Just, like, follow me. Just look at me. See how I interact with people. See what I prep. And so, basically, like, for the, I think it was, like, the first week or, like, the first few days, he I wasn't doing much of anything. I was just observing. And then later, like, he did have me do more stuff, like, setting video for the mixer. And he would like, show me, like, you would put this here. You would put this here. This is where you connect the things. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like, and then I think within the third day, actually, he had me wire someone. Nice. Which I thought was funny. I was like, oh, cool. Not like completely by myself, but like he would do the wire placement and he would just hand me the connector to put in the transmitter. Mm -hmm. And then I would just connect it to the transmitter and then put it behind, like in mm -hmm. the pants or something, yeah. wherever it was going. Yeah. So I was always doing like the, the transmitter part and he was doing the actual wiring. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it was nice, like step-by-step, step, like just like kind of like slowly giving you. Yeah. yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Um, For the training program, did you have to pay anything to do the application or for the program? No. It's free? It's free as of right now. But then once I start, um, like once I reclassify and join as a utility, then I would have to start paying dues. Oh yes, as a union member. Yeah, but, but right, right now, now as a nothing. trainee, you don't nothing. have to, you have to pay paid. to apply. Nothing. You get paid because they yeah, they you pay get you. paid. We oh, get well, paid to yeah, to work, but, but like not not even that. like an application fee or no. anything. Like that's really cool. Yeah, because I know before they did like you did have to pay, but I think because when I applied, it was during still the pandemic, they waived it. That's so dumb, though. Like, I mean, to pay to apply because the whole point is that it is like an equity program, like trying to get, you know, I don't know, more people in. Mm -hmm. So it's like, why? Well, I think why that's why they, they waived yeah, it why too. Why people give people a hurdle that they yeah. have to go through? Yeah, I think that's why they waived it. I just come from it. the actor world where everything costs money. I know. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, I remember before. I think they would have to pay, but it wasn't a big amount. It was like, like much less bucks or something. Like. But I don't know if it was the application. I don't think it was the application fee. I think it was like once you you got in the training program. I think I'm not too sure, but I remember there was something that you would have to pay, but it wasn't that much. It wasn't a lot. It was yeah. a big mm. amount. Mm. But I remember when I joined, I didn't have to pay anything. Like they never asked me to pay That's for great. anything. Amazing. They just said that once you join the the union and you reclassify as a utility, then that's when you would start paying dues. So you're still technically a trainee. What, yeah. like, what are the requirements of the program for you that you have to complete to then become a utility? A utility. It depends actually. Cause I thought at first it was like, you do two shows as a trainee and you're in. Cause mm -hmm. a lot of people, that's how they got in. They just did two shows as a training. But actually what I was told is that it depends on what both of the people that you work with said. Mm, so I know for sure 
once you join the program, uh, minimum, you have to work with two different sound mixers. Mm. You have to work with two different sound mixers. And then based on... Because everyone has their different style. So you're able yeah, to... Yeah. And then um, they both write reports about me. So that's how the program works. It's like each um, person who's training me or the person who gets me on the show to be trained, they have to write a report about my progress and how I'm doing. And then I also have to do that. But I have to do that every single week. I have to write what I learn, what I do on set, um, like things that happen. And then based on what both the sound teams like say about me, then it's like, okay, like this team says that you need one more show, like you need like maybe three total of three like sound training shows. And then this one also says the same thing. So we'll we'll have you do, yeah, we'll give you one more, a third one. And then you, you, you can reclassify. And that's what happened in my case where, um, in the first show, the sound utility was the one that was reaching out to me and the one that was training me. So he was the one that was writing all the the reports like about my progress to mm-hmm. the union. And he, I think he put that he would recommend me doing a total of three mm-hmm. um, shows as a trainee. And then when I went on my second show as a trainee, um, that was in January of this year. So the first show, Grand Crew, that one was from September all the way to December okay that was the yeah yeah, so that was my first sound trainee gig and then in november that's when i interviewed with the the second mixer that i worked with Mm -hmm. and um he told me in november also like oh like uh, we'd love to have you on our show on good trouble and if you still want it i was like oh yeah yeah like i'll be happy to work with you and i remember i started in january and that one went up to april Oh, wow. Okay. And then for, for him too, I think he also said too, like, yeah, you know, we just need to get you on one more show and then you're, you're in. Yeah. Well, that'll be great. I don't know what type, I don't think I've seen Good Trouble, but I know Grand Crew is like a very like ensemble heavy cast. Mm-hmm. So they have like a lot of wires. Oh yeah. Right? Good Trouble, the same. Same thing. Oh yeah. It's, it's like six. It's a big main cast. Yeah. yeah. Big, and they have a like lot of guest of stars. Yeah. Wow. It's like a, it's not a CW. It's a freeform show. Freeform. Yeah. It's like okay. a CW. Yeah, yeah, kind of thing. So it's a lot. And like there would be days too where we would have to, where the mixer would get an additional utility or two. So it would mm-hmm. be three total oh, utilities wow. or it would be two utilities. Wow. And I would be there and like if they needed help with wiring mm-hmm. also. That's cool for you to get me. to meet more people too. Yeah. In the sound industry. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely went more pe- more sound utilities there. And I've even uh, met people that I had already worked with previously, but when I was a PA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that like... I don't know. I mean, so yeah, obviously too, now with the strikes, like nothing's really working. So you are on hold for that like last show. But I think that's like, I don't know. I think that, I don't know, holding yourself like for three shows versus just the two, it just allows you to like meet more people Mm -hmm. because the mixers are going to be the ones that are like hiring you, right? Mm -hmm. Like they're the heads of that department. And then it's the boom off and then the utility. So and so you would be a utility yeah, to meet more yeah, mixers. To meet more, more mixers. mixers, more utilities that could uh, refer you to right. other mixers if they're busy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because um, it really is like good to meet other people because right. I am also from Good Trouble um, because on Grand Crew, we never had um, additional utilities. Right. But on Good Trouble, we would have additional utilities. And sometimes, like, the utility that was training me, sometimes he wouldn't be there. So we would have another utility come mm-hmm. and take over for him for that day. And I remember, like, I met um, a few other utilities. I was like, well, I've, I've never met, seen these people before. And I was like, oh, hi, my name is – and they were, like, really cool. And I remember when I finished this show um, – one of the utilities, she was working on a non-union feature, literally like the week after I had already finished with Good Trouble. She's like, hey, Rocio, um, are you still working with so-and-so on the show? And I was like, oh, no, I'm not. We just finished last week. Why? Oh, I was wondering if you want to help me boom for this non-union yeah. uh, feature. He, she's like, it's a low budget, so it's not a lot of money, but you know, it's great experience for you to uh, enhance your booming skills and I was like yeah I'll do it and yeah <laughs> you're like I yeah went. you don't have to yeah. sell me I'll, I'll go <laughs> yeah yeah and so I went and I because I, I was like yeah I'll do it and then I was like you're mixing though right and she's like yeah yeah I'm mixing I was like okay okay <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah so I went with her and like I remember I was like wiring and it was all like majority kids mm-hmm. oh god and <laughs> and like you know like one or two adults but yeah like I remember I was wiring and then she was also wiring and 
I was booming the whole time. That's and so it cool. was it was something. I yeah. was like, whoa. I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. I can only imagine like kids like running around and they're unpredictable. Like oh also because they're like so skinny too, like the, the straps would fall off. Oh, and no. I'm just like, oh I was like, okay. But it went well. It went well. And then I was like, oh, thank you so much for bringing me on. She's like, oh, yeah, no problem, no problem. And I know she reached out to me to the other, like, I think a few weeks ago, to to work on something else. But I wasn't available, unfortunately. But, like, even – But there's still yeah. – it's still, like, yeah. happening. That's yeah. so cool, Rocio. Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, okay, I think so that- what about – future what about the future <laughs> yeah so you're gonna finish your training program what are your what are your like what, what's your goal what are your biggest goals or what are some of your goals mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I know before I was like I want to be a sound mixer but I guess after seeing that I'm like maybe not yet maybe not yeah. yet because <laughs> you do see like you see like what the sound mixer has on their plate and I'm like you know what it may take me a few years to get to that but I think for sure, I definitely am going to finish the sound training program. And I do want to be a boom op. I think that right now is what that's I would like, like going to, to the gym and weightlifting every day. Like, yeah. that's literally what that job is. Yeah, because I want to be a boom op for sure. Like, I'm like, oh, it looks like, I don't know, I found it fun because I'm on Grand Crew. I didn't get to boom. Like, they didn't have me boom. But when I went on Good Trouble, I think that's why so far I really enjoyed Good Trouble too is that they gave me more responsibilities Mm -hmm. on that show like I remember when I went on that show the sound mixer had already told the sound utility like hey Rocio already has experience wiring Mm -hmm. and I remember like when I showed up he was like you have you've wired people before I was like yeah and he's like oh cool cool he's like I'm gonna have you help me out once in a while and like immediately the first day I think or the second day I showed up on the show he was like can you help me wire her and I helped and then um, but with that team, like, I get it, like, for Grand Crew, like, because I didn't really have, like, much booming experience. Like, they did let me boom once, mm-hmm. but that's about it. But on Good Trouble, like, the, the sound mixer and the boom up, they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Well, well booming, booming is exciting because you're, like, in the mix. And you're, like, part of, like, that dance with the direct the dp and the actors yeah (laughs) exactly like you are there in it like in their space because you're really trying you're trying to catch the sound that they're you know speaking and you're like moving it towards whoever is like actually speaking at the time and then while also not trying to get the boom in frame (laughs) oh yeah so it's just like (laughs) like yeah it's very like a part of it yeah yeah because i did I remember, like, I enjoyed both experiences so far because mm-hmm. I'm like, Grand Crew gave me, like, you know, my introduction right. to wiring and, like, seeing how to, like, wire a hat. I didn't yeah. even know you were able to wire a hat. And then on Grand Crew, I was in, like, every time um, one of the actors, he always wore, a, like, a baseball hat. Mm-hmm. And so whenever he was on set, they would bring me his hat. And then the two was like, all right, you're in charge of the hat. Yeah, it was Carl. And I remember I was like, okay, cool. And then, like... I learned how to wire a hat. I was like, cool, because I did not think that was possible before. So I learned how to do that on Grand Crew. And then on Good Trouble, I learned how to boom more. Mm-hmm. So I remember um, they would, like, the boom up. I would just hear him on the comptic telling the mixer, uh, can we bring Rocio on second boom? Question mark. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, Rocio, go, go get your go get your sword. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. Wow. So I remember I did a few a few uh times i did boom i remember it was um towards like the the end yeah. that's when they had me booming a bit more first they had me start off with off camera and then there was like a scene where it was two um actors mm-hmm. they were making like a presentation in front of like their their team and the boom um he couldn't get both across because it would cast a shadow or yeah. like a reflection or something and so they needed a second person to stand on the opposite side to grab, to grab the other person and that's what i did so he grabbed the main the the main the main actress and then mm-hmm. i grabbed the other the main character the guy and i was just like and you feel the pain yeah <laughs> I, I you're like you feel can the pain? this be a shorter scene please yeah. <laughs> um, um do you have any advice i mean there's like so much in this episode already that you've given but um, is there any extra advice to people who want to go into sound utility? 
I think for no. sure. <laughs> no. Like, nah, nah. Um, if you want to get into sound, for sure, if you're not already in, like, working on film and set, try to get a PA gig. Because that's where you'll meet all the departments. You'll get to see how everything works. And that's also, like, even as a PA, you get to see what, like, who does what and like, oh, like, I'm looking at the sound team, like, oh, maybe sound isn't for me, but maybe that's for me. Mm-hmm. Like, you'll see, like, what you like and you don't like. But if you do want to get on into sound, definitely being on set, working as a PA, talking to the sound teams, like, building a connection with them, and then, you know, telling them, like, oh, what advice would you give me in, in you know, getting to where you are? And then mm-hmm. they'll they'll help you. You'll find people that will that will help. So. Yeah. Definitely getting your foot in. I mean, as a PA or, I just feel like you've yeah. like done what we preach so much of like you know a PA. I mean, I don't know, just like proof that theory <laughs> works of like being a getting in, being a PA, looking around, mm-hmm. seeing what what telling you people want. what you're interested in. Yeah, and specifically like telling people what you want to do, and then finding the people to like I don't know get them to help you. Yeah. Definitely and like not being shy is a big thing because mm-hmm. I know it can be a bit intimidating because you're like, I don't know them. I mean, and you can take but, a second yeah. to like, yeah. you know, understand what a set is. Like you don't have to like talk with people right away. I mean, but like eventually getting up the courage and the gumption to like. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny that like when we started this episode, you're like, oh, it's like I felt too shy to be an actor. But I'm like literally listening to you. Like you go on set and talk to everybody all the time and tell them like who you are and stuff. And that's brave. Yeah, that is brave. <laughs> But yeah, you feel in your element for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. yeah thanks no so much for coming Thank on. you for having me. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we will link in the show notes. I'm going to find if you could, um, I don't know what number you are, local, whatever local the number is. Local 695. Yeah. So I'll pull that, I'll pull that website and put it in the show notes so people can look up that uh, training. Mm-hmm. Um, now go get set. Yeah. Hello? Are you still there? Okay, great. So there's something we wanted to tell you. We have a Patreon that we definitely think that you should hop on over and go check out for as little as a dollar a month. You are a member of our crew and you have access to cheat sheets, budgeting templates, monthly updates, and more. So go visit us over at patreon.com slash oldgirlsentertainment. There's a link below. You're going to love it. Thanks.